Hi guys, welcome to Saturation. My name is Cade. And I'm Grace. And this week's episode is going to be a little different from the past 59 episodes that we've done. This is actually our 60th episode. And in light of what's going on right now around the world, we wanted to do something a little different. Um, protesters have taken over the streets of America from Minneapolis to New York to Los Angeles and every street in between. Um, I'm sure they're protesting in Chicago as well, where Grace is. Um, I know they're pro protesting where I am. Um, and the reason behind this is that many Americans are upset, angry, um, and demanding justice following the death of George Floyd at the hands of a Minnesota cop, Derek Coben, who kneeled on his neck and begged, uh, who kneeled on George's neck, um, as George begged for his life saying, I can't breathe. Coben has since been arrested and charged with second degree murder and second degree manslaughter. Three other Minneapolis police officers who stood by watching as this crime took place have also been charged with aiding and abetting murder. All four officers face up to a maximum of 40 years in prison. Um, and th there's that kind of ignited the change. Um, yesterday, we're recording on Tuesday the 10th, or the 9th, I'm sorry, Tuesday the 9th. This will come out on Wednesday the 10th. Um, on Monday the 8th, uh, Derek had his first court appearance. He was, um, he, he wasn't physically there because of the pandemic, so he, he appeared via video screen. Um, he said very little during the hearing, and his bail was set at $1 million. Um, the, uh, George Floyd was, uh, originally pulled over, um, because he had a fake counterfeit bill. Um, and that was the only thing that the officers had against him. In addition to this, all sorts of other cases have been brought to light, which is super important. Um, and another uh, name to mention was Breonna Taylor, who was shot eight times, um, while asleep in her bed this March. And Friday, this past Friday, would have been her 27th birthday. So on Friday, it was kind of all 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 over the place online at protest, people celebrating her birthday. Um, they had a um, uh, I'm I'm blanking on the name, but basically they had a warrant to enter her home. Um, and it, there's a certain name, but they didn't have to alert her that they were entering, and she was literally asleep and didn't know that she, who even entered her home and. Uh, ended up killing her. She was an EMT on the front lines during the pandemic, um, and no arrests have been made in this case. Um, a GoFundMe for her family was started, and it's raised $5 million in just five days. So there's a lot happening in the world right now, and I don't, I mean, you guys obviously know that, because <laughs> it's kind of hard not to know that, I, I would I would think. Right. Um. So, like Cade said, this episode's going to be pretty different. Um, he kind of mentioned last Tuesday we all, well, not everyone, but many people in America posted the Black Square for Blackout Tuesday, which is why we chose not to record last week, because we generally record on Tuesdays, and even with us releasing the episode on Wednesday, it just didn't feel appropriate yeah. to talk about celebrity gossip and pop culture um, at a time when, you know, something this serious is happening. Yeah. Um, and he and I have had a lot of conversations off air about this episode and how we want to go about it and use our platform to equip the audience in the best ways possible. Um, with that being said, neither of us are black people or people of color. We have an enormous amount of privilege. And mm -hmm. uh, with that, we want to use it to 
spread awareness and uh, shed light on some Instagram accounts we found that are spreading great news or not even great news, but just stories that can educate yeah. us to do better. And mm -hmm. um, absolutely. Yeah. And we're going to do like a little bit of celebrity chat at the end, just about what celebrities have publicly um, yeah. kind of been out in the streets protesting or said things. Uh, so if you're interested in that, stick around. Uh, Cade will explain kind of what we're yeah. going to do on a smaller scale to raise awareness and shed some light on these stories. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I, I think, think I'm putting something out, but... No. Oh, yeah, like I said, just disclaimer, like, our hearts are in the right place with this. We want to raise awareness. We want to do our part. Mm -hmm. uh, none of us are perfect. We're going to do our best to go about this respectfully. Um, we may butcher some name pronunciations, my mm -hmm. stutter slip up on words, but just know that our hearts are in the right place yeah. with this episode and we want to do what we can. We've both signed several petitions and made donations. That's another mm -hmm. disclaimer I want to put out there. Mm -hmm. um, just as our ways of supporting the movement. Yeah. I think, you know, we were talking, Grace and I were talking off air a lot about this. Um, just how it's really hard to know what to do now. And it's really hard for others on the outside looking in to know what each other is doing. So I would just also, you know, just adding on to what you're saying, Grace, just preface that we, um, we're doing our best. We're educating ourselves. We're talking to our friends. We're talking to our family. We're checking in on our friends, on our, on, on our friends that are in the POC community. And just because you don't like, see it maybe necessarily or haven't seen us like neither of us were in the position last week to go to protest but we're we're totally doing our part and just make sure with any of your friends out there that you're not judging them because you just don't know what's going on behind the scenes so um we're like very much this episode is we haven't done anything like this and so we're both kind of a little just we wanted to do the right thing and um i mean i know i prayed about it a lot just what can we do what what can we do and i you know I came across this account and then it kind of opened up the idea for kind of what we're going to do during this episode. And we hope you guys will really enjoy it. Um, I just think the main thing um, is for you to know that it's never too late um, to speak up or speak out, but you should totally do it when you feel comfortable. And so this is kind of our way um, of doing that and getting out of our bubble and, and helping our listeners to get out of um, your bubbles. Because, uh, you know, I don't know about you guys, but a lot of people came to me and was like, I hope you're going to talk about us on the podcast. Like you guys have a platform and I didn't even really realize that about myself. And so it's been a, it's been a it really a, a time of learning. So, um, we're, we're excited to dive into this next part. So I want to tell you guys about this, um, Instagram account that started kind of, um, during this whole movement, um, called counter propaganda. Um, and I really liked it because I felt very educated by them, and so I reached out to them um, because, you know, oh, well, sorry, I should backtrack a little. A little bit about their account. They, um, their goal is to reclaim the narrative um, that, that the media is putting out right now, um, and I just found their content incredibly moving and helpful, 
and so basically what they do is people of color submit stories, poems, written works, etc. to them, and then they share it on their Instagram account and website in this really beautifully organized organized, creative, productive way. Um, and I started following them and it's just, it's so, I don't know, writing and like lyrics and words are so moving and so powerful to me. And so I love being able to read what people all across the country of all different, um, you know, denominations and all different, um, you know, communities were saying about this. Um, and so, uh, this is very much a collaboration with them. We, um, like I said, we've been in contact with them and, um, you know, we offered for them to come on the podcast, but the account's actually run by three people. And as you can imagine, they're very busy right now with what they're doing and their efforts. So, um, maybe one day they'll be on, but for right now, we definitely wanted to kind of take these stories, um, and give them, um, you know, just lift their voice even more. I think it's very, very, very important, um, to note that this is not our work. Like we're not taking credit for any of this. Um, we give full credit to the account and to those in, to those individuals that submitted their work because that's so important and that's so cool of them and and we appreciate it and um, but we wanted to use so, like want to hype up the account yeah yeah, yeah. exactly because like, they're they're amazing and they gave us permission to yeah. share these stories that they've posted yeah um, so check them out give them a follow it's counter propaganda mm-hmm. on instagram mm-hmm. yeah. you might have already said that but just wanted to reiterate if you did yeah no, absolutely. And I think, you know, the the biggest thing about this is we, again, wanted to use our platform um, to read some of these stories to you guys right now during the episode um, in an attempt to kind of amplify and help those those writers' voices be heard in louder and across spaces where they might not have been heard before. Um, so we felt like our community and our listeners would appreciate this and that it would be really powerful maybe for you as well. So um, do we want to go to the page and pick some and read some, Grace? Yeah, I would love that. And we're, uh, another disclaimer is this episode's going to be a little shorter just because yeah. we do want to keep the focus on this. We want to keep the attention on this. Mm-hmm. Um, we're both going to read maybe like three or so yeah. of our favorites um, from the account. And like we said, follow them, check them out at Counter Propaganda. And thank you to them for letting us share these stories. Absolutely. Do you want to go first or should I? Um, you. And again, bear with us on the names. Yes, please. You got. I mean, it, I think if you're a nor- or like a regular listener, you know that we don't really excel with that type of thing, names. Um, so, yes, please. Even uh, a name that I've heard 40 times on E! News, I'll see it written down and yeah. I'll butcher it. So. Same. I'm just not good with that. Um, yeah. So what we'll do is we will read and whatever said person submitted and then at the end we'll say their name because that's just how it's set up on the account if you go and look you'll see that um so this submission says i was born and raised in alabama about 50 miles from selma where dr martin luther king jr u.s representative john lewis and so many other civil rights leaders and protesters marched the edmund pettus bridge the same place where bloody sunday happened One name that pops out to me is Jimmy Lee Jackson, a black man brutally beaten and shot by Alabama State Trooper during a peaceful voting rights march on February 18, 1965. The murder that sparked the Selma to Montgomery marches. So every time I hear about a black person dying at the hands of a cop, I have a flashback to all my history classes in school 
where we would watch the videos of others using their 9Ks to tear into the skin of black people, beat them with batons, shoot them with fire truck house hose pipes, sorry, and drag them down streets. All because they were asking and protesting for justice, freedom, and the same right as our white neighbors. I flash back to every time I have been stopped by a police officer on a rural Alabama road where no one else was driving, nervous and sweating that this won't be, quote, one of those moments. George could have been me or my brothers or my uncles or my father. So when I see people who are connected to me in some way quiet about these issues, I find myself frustrated. 400 years of slavery, plus 90 years of segregation, plus 60 years of mass incarceration, on top of underlying and systematic racism and discrimination that black Americans deal with daily. And you can't find two seconds to acknowledge and reject it. That's a big problem. Not just reject it, but use your voices and resources to share your opposition so that others who are connected to you can see what you believe in. That's courage, and I commend those who have taken that step but we have more work to do. D'Anthony Jackson. Very well said. Mm -hmm. Okay, mine, I chose this one just because it really made me kind of reflect on and check my privilege that, you know, I acknowledge and I've acknowledged for a while, but it made me think back to a time when maybe I didn't even realize or understand the privilege yeah. that I've had. So. Yeah. I'm overwhelmed with excitement and anxiety as I'm in control of my vehicle, my first time on the highway without a driver's education instructor. The windows are rolled down, both hands are placed on the steering wheel. Suddenly I see lights in my peripheral vision. My heart thumps heavily. My armpits begin to sweat. Cautiously, I glance in my side mirror. To my surprise, what has startled me is the white lines on the pavement that a signal of permission to switch lanes being reflected off the side of my dark green car. Relief. I feel relief. I release a sigh of relief. I continue to drive and make it home safely. News. Breaking news. Another black person has been arrested, charged, killed unjustly. Hearts thump heavily. Armpits sweat. Tears roll. Rage builds. Trauma resurfaces. Relief. There's no relief. When will, the, when will there be a sigh of relief? We continue to drive down this road of life, hoping to one day feel safety in the place we call home. Unknown, it is unknown, the day when racism is eradicated. Will racism ever be eradicated? Black Lives Matter. Do Black Lives Matter to you? Jasmine C. Tate. Oh, that was good. So poetic. Yeah. And moving. I mean, gosh. Yeah. Um, okay. Here's another one on the page that I liked. This is what I felt like on the inside the first time cops put a gun to my head over a, quote, what are you doing over here? Made me lie in oil stain when I begged them to let me lay on the sidewalk. I suppressed it and went home and cried. This is what I felt like on the inside when I almost got shot by cops in a parking lot because they routinely stopped us and their flashlights made a, made a seat belt light up. I was terrified, went home, suppressed it, and cried. This is what I felt like on the inside when they recently put their guns in my face and threw my bag in a sprinkler puddle and my ID, sorry, and my ID on the ground through a fence at Pratt. I had to go on campus to get my ID back, suppressed it, and cried my walk home feeling humiliated. This is what I felt like on the inside when I spent the night in jail after following three white girls in between 
a train car. Car cop signaled me out as the white girls screamed at him for it and then proceeded to their party and I spent that night in jail missing my first meeting with a comedy hero of mine, Kiana Ivory Wallens. I have at least fifty sorry, I have at least forty to fifty of these stories and I know black men who have many more than me. A white friend of mine said to me that they sympathized with the protectors because George Floyd was the fuel for all of this. The years of abuse and disrespect are the fuel. George Floyd was the match. John Laster. Wow. Okay. What's so tragic about what happens to Ahmad Arbery, George Floyd, and countless others is that it could have been me. A few weeks ago, I was running around my neighborhood, something I do daily, and I saw my mentee and his friend, both residents of our neighborhood. So I stopped to say hello. Two minutes later, we were surrounded by nine cop cars, and their reasoning for the stop was that someone called the cops saying that three hooded black men trespassed on an abandoned house. Meanwhile, they couldn't tell us the address of the house nor explain why the number was three when I was running by myself and the two young men were by themselves. Once we showed our IDs, and after 30 minutes of waiting for them to run a warrant check, we were allowed to leave. I say all this to say that racial profiling has deadly consequences, and your discomfort does not warrant or justify calling the police. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wait. I forgot to say the name. Sorry. Hang on. Dre. It just says Dre. Um, that one stood out to me just because of the simple fact that three black men were simply going up their life and because of the color of their skin, the cops got called or the cops took action. It Mm -hmm. just is very unfortunate. Very. My next one starts out by saying, I would just like to not feel like I'm going to die whenever I see the flashing of police lights in my rear view mirror. I would like to think, quote, maybe something is wrong with my vehicle and the officer is is altering my, I'm sorry, sorry, I'm going to start that line over again. I would like to think, quote, maybe something is wrong with my vehicle and the officer is alerting me of my unseen danger. I would like to know that there isn't any one KKK members involved in the decisions concerning me. I would like to live without my daughter wishing she was white so people would think she's beautiful. She is beautiful. All my children are beautiful. So is my wife, and I am too. Don't kill us. Sydney Driver. Wow. Okay. I'll end on this one. Um, when asked how I'm feeling, my response is sometimes a lie. I'm okay or I'm good. When really inside I'm dealing with so much, I don't feel like unpacking it all. So my reply is usually short and sweet. I can't lie and say that things are all good. The past weeks have been very exhausting, painful, but also soul-stirring. It's been frustrating to see hateful images and read negative comments against the black community, the Black Lives Matter movement, and allies. What's even more frustrating is witnessing individuals use every excuse in the book to deflect what's really happening around us and what has been happening for decades. The positive support shown around the globe is beautiful, and I'm happy that so many people are having much-needed conversations about justice and inequality 
and putting energy towards being agents of change. It's important to continue to encourage positive conversations and hold all people and organizations accountable. Let's keep going together. Shantasia Coleman. I like that. Can I do one more? I have one more that I like. Okay. This can be our last one. This one starts out. If it was me, would you care? Reality is every time I see another black person murdered, I see myself, my brothers, and sisters. Second, hand trauma. This is not new friends. I've dealt with it my entire life and will continue to do so. I'm frustrated and angry. I'm not even sure if this had happened to me, if some of my friends would break their silence. The fact is that because I come from a black family with two parents happily married for 39 years and grew up in white suburbia, my experience with racism has somehow been discounted from the people that know me best. I grew up in Summerlin, Nevada, a predominantly white affluent area. While it was a great place to grow up, as you can imagine, most of my classmates, friends, and teammates did not look like me. I felt I was never black enough for the black kids or white enough for the white kids. I was called Oreo from both sides. I struggle with this identity crisis to this day and regularly feel my voice is muted because of the blessings I have been offered. Sorry, blessings I have been afforded. However, I will no longer allow that to be my narrative. The truth is, when I was about 10 years old, my dad and I were pulled over driving home late at night. The lights from the police car stemmed brighter than the sun shining through the back as two officers emerged with guns drawn and flashlights beaming on each side of the Mercedes coupe. Dad, good evening, officers. Highly, high, wait, sorry, high articulate voice. Officer, license and registration. Dad, what seems to be the problem, officer? Officer, sir, we are going to need you to step out of the vehicle. The vehicle suspected to be stolen, was then impounded immediately. I'll, I will never forget me, a 10-year-old boy, and my father with our hands up as we watched the police officers search our vehicle because it, quote, matched the description. This has shaped my experience with the police and their code. I believe to move forward, the system must be reformed and polices must change. I will continue to speak, ad- educate, and take action for the black lives that continue to be discarded. For all readers, what we need most is action. Vote, donate, speak up. Black Lives Matter, Miles Lupe. Very well said. And I I just wanna, you know, reiterate that they have so many posts, so many other impactful stories just like that. Um, So again, you should absolutely, um, you know, we highly encourage you to follow their account. Again, it's at counter propaganda read the stories and take the steps to educate yourself um and if you're a member of the poc consider submitting something for um, them to use on their website um you can you can send it to them via their website or via instagram dms um because your voice matters and it is heard yeah and sharing and reading stories is such an effective way to educate Mm mm-hmm educate yourself so mm-hmm. especially for people like us in our yeah. you know with white privilege yeah um we wanted to do a little bit of pop culture updates just because not a lot has actually been happening but a lot has been happening in relation to this movement and 
-hmm. It wouldn't be saturation if we didn't briefly just list off some things. We're not going to be as opinionated and go into as much detail on this episode uh, or on this part of the episode and like we normally do. Um, But again, we wanted to kind of update you guys because that's what we did. Yes. Okay. Um, So... Cole Sprouse got arrested for protesting. Mm-hmm. He uh, was back protesting again less than a week after his arrest, and he was joined by model Kaya Gerber, actress Margot Qualley. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His Riverdale co-star Madeline Petch and actress Isa Gonzalez. Yes. Um. That's really all on that. I mean, I, I'm, he was arrested, and then he was back protesting again. And obviously, I think last time we had an episode, we mentioned that he and Lily broke up again. So interesting that he was with Kai Gerber. But that's not really not that's really not the point. The point is that he was arrested for protesting, and then was back out protesting again. So thank you, Cole Sprouse. Um, here's just a list of some other people that have been at protests. Obviously. There's so many people out protesting right now, and the list is miles and miles long, and there's probably, again, a lot of people that we don't even know who are protesting. But some notable ones that we've seen in the um, media, Jamie Foxx, Ariana Grande, Halsey and Youngblood, Billie Eilish, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon and their kids, Harry Styles, Cardell Levine, Machine Gun Kelly, and Travis Barker, and again, so many, so many others. Yeah. So many others. I'll let you say the next one as well, and then I'll do the one after that. Okay, cool. Um, Taylor Swift has really been speaking out about this, and actually just before we recorded, I saw she started a thread today um, encouraging people to vote and whatnot, but last week on May 29th, or yeah, that was last week, um, she tweeted and said, after stroking, after stoking the fires of white supremacy and racism your entire presidency, you have the nerve to... Uh, oh gosh, I don't know how to say this word. To fiend, no, sorry. Uh, the nerve to something. I'm so sorry, guys. I don't know what that word is. M- moral superiority before threatening violence. When the looting starts, the shooting starts. We will vote you out in November at real Donald Trump. I didn't put this on here to one trip myself up like that. Or to really talk about politics, but just to say that um, if you're a Taylor Swift fan and you follow Taylor Swift, you know that when she spoke up about um, um, oh, pride and LBGTQ last year um, and, and voting for someone in Tennessee or via her documentary, she was really nervous to tweet it. Um, and make her stance on politics. And so I just wanted to put that in here and mention that she literally at, like, added Donald Trump, which is kind of a huge step for her and a a kind of a big deal that she did that. So regardless of what you think about him, yeah, I thought it was just interesting that she added him. (laughs) I think it's going to be such a major year for voter turnout. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've seen more about it than I ever have. Yeah. Um, Okay, this next one, Leah Michelle from Glee is under fire by several former co-stars, Samantha Ware, Amber Riley, Alex Newell, for her behavior on the set of Glee, claiming she was a bully to her fellow co-stars. She has since apologized, but her bad behavior has been rumored for years, and people are not happy. Um, this it's bad. is so, like, 
I wasn't shocked to see this. I was shocked that it had gone this long without being news. Know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it makes me wonder how many other, like, behind-the-scenes bullying and drama has happened that we literally have no idea about. Yeah. And I also thought it was totally savage. I can't remember who... Was it one of these three that responded to her tweet that was, like, the first one? Yeah. Uh, I think the first one that replied to her tweet was... Um, uh, Samantha, maybe? Okay. I can't remember. But she, like, tweeted about Black Lives Matter and Samantha, like, responded, basically calling her out for the bullying she experienced from her on Glee. Mm -hmm. Like, the details were just really disturbing. Really disturbing. Yeah. It's crazy because she was kind of, like, a self-righteous know-it-all in the show. Like, that was her character. Mm Mm-hmm. So I also thought that was interesting that, like, that kind of translated to off-screen. Yeah. It's just, the whole thing's interesting. Her statement, um, she posted on Instagram, I believe. So if you guys want to check it out, you can. She's pregnant right now, um, which mm-hmm. I, I, one of her co- co-stars did come to her defense um, and mention that she's pregnant. And she talked a lot about that in her post. Um, mm-hmm. So, all I mean, all we can do is hope that um, her behavior will change. Maybe this is a wake-up call for her. Yeah. Chrissy Teigen donated $200,000 to help bail out protesters. Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds donated $200,000 to the NAACP's Legal Defense Fund. Lily Reinhart, we mentioned her just a minute ago, came out as bisexual, urging fans to join her at an LBGTQ plus slash Black Lives Matter um, protest in West Hollywood over the weekend. Um, that was kind of a big deal because, um, and she acknowledged it in her post that she's never come out publicly and said that she's bisexual, but she is, and um, she's proud of that, and she urged fans to join her. Yeah. Um, YouTuber Jake Paul was char- charged with cri- criminal trespassing and unlawful assembly after he allegedly joined looters at Fashion Square Mall in Scottsdale, Arizona, following a protest. He claimed that it wasn't true and that he was there for filing purposes and he was filming the whole thing, but he claimed that he was documenting and not engaging. Um, I think this was a pretty bold move on his part, not in a good way. Yeah, it's not good. Because he like, doesn't have a good reputation to begin with, so I think mm-hmm. joining in such an extreme way was maybe not the move for him. Yeah. Um, because he's not really respected to begin with, so he probably should have had a little more self-awareness there. Yeah. His brother talked about it a little bit on his podcast, so Jake Paul's brother, Logan Paul. And there's mm-hmm. one there's one clip that kind of was circulating around the internet, and he, um, Logan posted it. And it's it, it's actually very good, and it's uh, I thought it's interesting because they, like you and I, have a lot of white privilege. So you guys should head over to his page and look for that clip. Just a good FYI. Um, Serena Williams' husband, Alexis, um, announced that he is stepping down from Reddit, which he co-founded, and he is urging the board to fill his space with a black candidate, and he's giving his shares or any money that comes in um, from Reddit. He's donating it to Black Lives Matter um, charities. So uh, he was getting a lot of attention for that and a lot of good, a lot of praise saying that's how you deal with your white privilege because I guess Reddit is, is, is having some issues or, or isn't fully represented. So good for him and their family. 
Yeah. Um, Michael B. Jordan spoke at a protest calling out Hollywood for their lack of diversity. This is something that's been discussed for Long years time. and has been a big problem, not only in Hollywood, but workplaces. Yeah. Love Michael B. Jordan. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the speech was really good. You can Google it and find it. It was, he just really, he was in the middle of Hollywood around all these huge agencies and, you know, all these you know, Hollywood things and just really called them out and said that they need to, um, to, to meet them where they're at. So I thought that was, that was good. Um, this is like breaking news pretty much. And I don't watch the show or know much about it, but Maynard Prep rules cast members, Stassi Schroeder and Kristen Dote have been fired after the pair's, um, racist history was uncovered. Faith, um, Stowers, the only black cast member at the time says the two women called 911 on her for a crime she didn't commit. And they were, um, again, they were fired from that show. And I know Stassi was a big part of that show. So good yeah. for, for Bravo. So was Kristen. And there's also two newer cast members that mm. my mom was telling me today. They had like racist tweets resurfaced from when they were younger. It's Max mm. and Brett. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to be returning either. Ugh. Um, Michael Jordan, the basketball player, has pledged $100 million to Black Lives Matter Foundation to improve social justice. Amazing. Yeah. Kanye West marched in his hometown of Chicago and created a college fund for George Floyd's daughter um, and donated over $2 million to that fund. Um, I I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know how old she is, but she's very young. I want to say she's like six or seven. She's... She's very young currently, but when she's ready to go to college one day, um, Kanye and his family have started a fund for her. So that's incredible. I didn't know about that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a different angle. I like that a yeah. lot. Yeah. Um, Jay-Z lent his private jet to Ahmaud Aubrey's legal team after they could not get a flight to attend the hearing. Mm-hmm. There was, yeah, there was no flights and they couldn't get there. So Jay-Z just went his plane, which was really nice of him. Um, BTS donated a million dollars to Black Lives Matter. And for anyone that's unaware, they have like the best fan fans. They call them their army. And so they donated, donated 1 million and then their army, again, their fandom gathered together and matched that $1 million donation. So technically their $2 million between BTS and their fans was given to Black Lives Matter. And also on the note of BTS, um, anytime a, a hashtag would come up on Twitter, with anything white supremacy or anything really against this movement, the fans would flood it with like the stupidest stuff. So they'd tweet like, I just watched friends. Monica's so funny, but they'd use the hashtag. So then when you went to the hashtag, there was like, you couldn't see any of what the hashtag was actually meant for. Right. Which is really cool. They basically flooded them out. So again, their army and their fandom is incredible. Amazing. Love BTS. Mm-hmm. Once again, the Bachelor franchise is being called out for its lack of diversity and a social media campaign was created to call out ABC. I'm so behind this. It's not even funny. It's bad. Um, it's so bad. And, like, Rachel was the first black, mm-hmm. like, Bachelor or Bachelorette to be on. And she was one of the best ones. She's so underrated. Mm-hmm. And... I'm sorry, but the fact that they chose Peter Weber over Mike. 
Mm-hmm. It's just beyond me. So they need to be called out, and I'm glad that they are. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, I don't know how they've gotten away with it for this long, but hopefully some change comes within that organization. Um, the Flash star Hartley Sawyer was fired from the hit CW show over old racist tweets that resurfaced. Racist and homophobic tweets, they were quite awful, and he does not need to be working there. So good for the CW. Agreed. And last piece of uh, pop culture news related to Black Lives Matter is Jennifer Aniston donated a million dollars to racial injustice charities. So again, round of applause. We have to stand. I mean, incredible. Have to. Um, Before we let you guys go, I have kind of a list of resources here that I wanted to read off for anyone that hasn't been able to find any resources or is unsure. Um, First of all, again, we want to thank the counter... Um, propaganda group for letting us use their stories and highlight them on today's episode. But their website is full of wonderful, wonderful resources. So www.counterpropagandalab.com. They've got 15 different organizations that you can donate to with links. They've got also another um, area where there's some petitions. There's two listed there right now that you can sign. And there's a great video um, that you can watch. It's a 15-minute talk by Trevor Noah. um, And they have just a lot of different great great resources and and great places um, to go. So I highly suggest you check them out. Also, um, if you know anything about me, you know I'm a huge mental health advocate. And one group is doing three free therapy for anyone in the POC community. So all you have to do is text no stigma to 707070. Um, I know mental health is super challenged for a lot of people right now, and that's so needed. Again, that's text no stigma to 707070. And lastly, um, Another resource that I've been really enjoying is at the Love Land Foundation on Instagram. They are um, a group that is is um, a mental health kind of organization, and they really focus on providing mental health resources to um, people of color, but especially African American women and women of color. Um, so they've been posting a lot of great things, and their their website has a lot of great resources as well. So. I just wanted to share some of those things with you. Yeah, and research and support your local black-owned businesses. Um, You know, supporting this looks different for everyone, but do your part and do your research and educate yourself. It's just so important. and It is. um, We've gone too long without the issue being resolved, so. Yeah. Yeah, and I just think the the main thing, I'm glad we were able to do this, and I thank you if you've listened all the way through. Share it with your friends who you think might need to hear this as well. Um, mm-hmm. This is now a tool for you to use as well. That was kind of our goal, and um, I think we just want anyone who doesn't understand this change to hear it loud and clear from us and know that we, um, you know, we know that we will never understand however we stand. That's one of my favorite things that I've seen throughout all this. So we stand with you, and... Um, and, and we love you. And we support you. And we're behind you. So yeah. with that said, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Yeah. We will see you then. Stay safe and healthy, everyone. Bye.